Our gospel reading for this morning is from John chapter 1, verse 29. Listen to the word of the Lord. The next day, he saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I wonder if you can identify the most significant event in your life. A time when something happened and the world was never the same again. For me, it's clearly the move that my family had from Chicago suburbs to the Dayton suburbs in 1991. If there were a calendar of Joel's life, it would be broken up into two periods, uh, before Ohio and after Ohio. I've spent so many hours thinking about what happened to me at that time of my life. I remembered for both the good and the bad. Now, when you change your calendar because some event is taking place, you can be sure that event is pretty important. And that's what the Exodus is. The liberation of Abraham's family from their bondage in Egypt is the definitive event of the Hebrew Scriptures of the Old Testament. And as compelling as all those Genesis stories are that we've been looking at, for the last several months. They are but the prequel to this story that is the Exodus. Everything that comes before it is introduction, and everything that comes after it looks back to this definitive moment when the slaves were set free. See, now we know for certain that God takes sides in human history. That God is not indifferent to human suffering. That God hears the cries of the oppressed. And though the wait may be long, freedom is coming. This is good news, right? That God is the God of the oppressed. That God is committed to bringing all of God's children into a broad place where each of us has space to, to breathe and to move, to learn and to grow and to run. Space to learn who we are, because each of us is imprinted with that divine DNA just waiting to be revealed and discovered. For we are children of God, not Pharaoh, not anybody's government for that matter. And no Now, the night before this great liberation takes place, God institutes a sacred meal of memory, the Passover that is to be celebrated every year. And this Passover is so important that you not only need to make room for it in your calendar, you need to remake your whole calendar around it. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, this month, shall mark for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. In other words, the way we mark time from here on out centers around this event, this community meal in which you remember who you are, 
where you come from, to remember that your story fits into a larger story of bondage and liberation, for you were made for freedom by the God of freedom. So if you find yourself in a world where little pharaohs come along and try to tell you who you are, and you're, you're a consumer, you're, you're fat, you're ugly, you're a thug, you're an idiot, you aren't important and you don't matter. Well, this, this meal, this Passover meal is here to remind you that just like that pharaoh so long ago was wrong, so are the pharaohs of today as well, for you were meant for something so much better than you've been told. You are made for freedom. So on this last night in Egypt, God invites Israel to share a communal feast at the dawn of their liberation. God tells them to slaughter a lamb or a goat and to take some of the blood of that lamb and to, to put it on their doorposts and all around their doorways. And they're to roast this lamb over a, a fire and, and to eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Basically, they're to have a, a Euro sandwich without the tzatziki sauce. Sounds pretty good. And they're to eat it in haste because they have to be ready to leave at a moment's notice for liberation is drawing near. Freedom is close at hand. Can you, can you see it? Can you see it yet? Can you see what it will be like when we no longer live under the yoke of oppression? When we no longer live in fear of one another? Can you see in your mind's eye that day when everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree and no one shall make them afraid as the prophet Micah imagined. Here at this meal, we remember the suffering that is behind us and the liberation that is in front of us. And we do it year after year so we never forget where we came from and where we are going. The Lamb gives life to Israel, strength for the journey ahead. While their liberation from Egypt is close at hand, the road to the Promised Land is still long, and they need to be fortified for that journey. The blood of the Lamb on those doorposts, it's a sign of God's preservation of the people of Israel, that they would live to see another day, that suffering would not get the last word, that while death is always a part of life, God is the source and sustainer of all life. And the blood of the Lamb reminds us that we are all sustained by the sacrifices of others. What's true for what we eat is true in all of life, that we live by the sacrifices of others. Each of us is born into this world because of the broken body and shed blood of our mothers. And throughout our lives, we are sustained by others who sacrifice for us. And, and the hope is that we might enter into that rhythm as well, that 
we might one day give just as we have received and offer our lives in service of others. That's the rhythm of all creation. Never to be forgotten as we move on our way towards freedom. This is the, the good side of the Passover that must be remembered again and again, for we are a forgetful people. But what about the, the dark side of the Passover? We can't ignore the elephant in the room. See, Israel's freedom, their deliverance comes just as Egypt is mourning the death of their firstborn sons. And though Pharaoh is given ample warning, he does not relent and let the people go until he reaps what he sowed. Just as we saw a couple weeks ago, Pharaoh willing to kill so many firstborn sons in Israel. Now, it's his turn to experience a pain that no parent should ever know, the death of their child. And this is a, a form of retributive justice, that those who do wrong should get a taste of their own medicine, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And most of our justice system even our family systems, are based on this kind of thinking. You do wrong, and you'll be punished for it. There's a problem with this kind of justice. It seeks to end violence with violence, thus ensuring that violence would live to see another day. The dark side of the Passover is that the children of Israel's freedom comes at the expense of the blood of Egypt's children. See, the blood of that Passover lamb didn't cover everyone, only the chosen people. And while an eye for an eye makes sense to us at first glance, if you hurt me, then I'll hurt you, history has proven time and again that if we stay on this path, then everyone will end up blind, as Gandhi observed. So what's the alternative? How can God bring about freedom, not just for a chosen few, but for everyone? You see, Moses was the first liberator of Israel, but not the last. For God's people didn't remain free forever. Now they leave Egypt and they enter into this cycle of oppression and freedom. Like Joseph before them, they end up using the tools of the empire to enrich themselves at the expense of others until they once again end up on the bottom. And it happens over and over again. Until one day, a new liberator came. And he did not preach eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth, but he told us to love our enemies. He spoke of a time when people would come from north and south and east and west to sit together at table in the kingdom of God. And the freedom he proclaimed did not come at the expense of others, it came at the expense of himself. And his freedom was not meant for just a select few. 
His freedom is given to everyone. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And this Lamb invites us to feast on His life, His whole life and way of being. His sacrifice will sustain us on our journey till the promised land, until we all make it home. The willing sacrifice of Jesus at the hands of a brutal empire reveals once and for all that the future does not belong to retribution, but to restoration. And whether you know it or not, this is the single most important event of your life. It didn't just change our calendars. It changed everything. Jesus' death gives life and, and hope for everyone. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So remember your liberation, my friends. This story is your story. This is where you come from and where you are going, from bondage to freedom. And this feast that Jesus gave us is a perpetual reminder that there's no need to shed any more blood because the sacrifice of the lamb was sufficient for all, which means we can let go of our need for vengeance and retribution. There's room at this table for everyone. And while the road to the promised land is long, our destination is freedom. And as we make our way there, the Lamb will fortify us for the journey. And though death is always a part of life, suffering and oppression will not get the last word. For God is the source and the sustainer of all life. And God will not rest until we all make it home. Amen.